la 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 means I have a speech impediment. It's the Going Off Podcast <laughs> with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just want to say, like, before before we get into it, like, I was just listening to that song recently. The La La Means I Love You. Yeah. And it's just, like, I just think it's funny that the song is... You know, you know, it's the the sound of it is just kind of like, oh, it's this pretty little song about how this guy's trying to tell this girl he loves her, you know, and it's just like, it sounds romantic, it's the 70s, it's got the little sheen to it, you know what I mean, the Delphonics. Yeah. And then you, like, look into, like, what, what they're, you know, legit just, like, actually saying, and, like, the scenario is made a whole lot more romantic by the music, but just on itself, it's just this guy going, I love you. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> that's what he's saying. It's like, listen, la 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 la. It means I love you, but I can't fucking say it. <laughs> Who did that song? Uh, the Delphonics. Delphonics, okay. They were the people who did that song with Ghostface Killer. The enemies all around you. One mistake and they'll down you. Oh. That guy has a weird falsetto. Like, okay, in, in this song, I know you've heard it before. And he goes like, many guys come to you with a line. <laughs> it's like, why is he saying that like that? <laughs> I don't think I have heard that. <laughs> go, go listen to it. La la means I love you. But yeah... <laughs> Okay, you sounded like you were slightly dying there. See, I, like, yeah, it was like I a mean, burp, but you just went. Uh, <laughs> it was like an orgasm burp, orgasm death burp. <laughs> That's the name of my uh, thrash uh, hardcore band. <laughs> orgasm death burp. In there, another song is um, Hey There Lonely Girl. That one. Oh yeah. Like, in the 70s and 60s, there was just, like, this slew of people who, like, they don't really have high voices, they're just doing a falsetto. Like... <laughs> the dude, fucking Frankie Valli. Oh, it, yeah. His fucking, um... Don't cry, yay, That fucking voice. <laughs> like, ugh. Why are you doing that? Yeah, I, like, every time you hear those songs, because, like, you could, your brain could tell the difference between a falsetto and, like, an actual high voice, you know? Yeah. And when you see them doing that, you're just like, wait, is this, like, a parody, or, <laughs> you know? I, I hate the falsetto that has kind of made a comeback with, uh, I think it was Joe Jonas? I, I forget which one it is, if it's Nick Jonas or Joe Jonas. One of them is in a band, and the other one is just kind of doing his own thing. But, yeah, he does this really weird falsetto, and there's a new song out now with one of the dudes from, um, the dude that left, uh, One Direction, Zane. Oh, yeah. And he's like, baby, baby, drive me crazy. It's like, ew. Why are you doing that? I'm, like, you have a perfectly good singing voice. I remember. You sounded fine in One Direction. Why are you purposely doing this someone standing on my throat fucking <laughs> Katy Perry shit? Cause, cause throaty and uh, exasperated sounds more passionate. I guess that's their cheat code to sounding more passionate. You know. Oh, okay. Because she takes your breath away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I get it. I'm looking at these lyrics like 
you know, if I ever saw a girl that I needed in this world, you're the one for me. Let me hold you in my arms uh, and thrill you with my charms. I'm sure you'll see the things I'm saying are true. And the way I explain them to you, listen to me. He's doing so good. <laughs> no, I was like, that's the internal dialogue. The internal dialogue is like, he hears all this beautiful music. He's in front of this girl. He's about to express his love in the best way that he can. But like outside of that world, you know how in movies, those are like the inner dialogue and then the outer dialogue is just like, I, 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 she's like walking past him, trying not to pay attention, you know, <laughs> I, 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 wait, come back. <laughs> Before we started, you asked me an interesting question. Oh, oh okay. You asked me what happened to YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I I guess it was never great, but I, what the fuck is going on? I think it was funny because we, we've done a good job of keeping the horrible, burning world outside off the podcast uh, for the past couple weeks. <laughs> but as soon as I hit the Skype, uh, like like the button to call you, and you were just like, what the hell's going on? I was like, oh man, I don't know, things are crazy. And you were like, on YouTube. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What is going on on YouTube? And the first thing you said was, Elson's Spider-Man. And my reaction was just, oh yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean, oh yeah? <laughs> oh, you haven't heard? I heard the news? Dude, fucking Elsa and Spider-Man taking the world by storm! I saw clips of the Elsa and Spider-Man clips in the, uh, uh, H3H3 videos, but outside of those, I didn't know they were a thing, let alone as big of a thing as they are. Well, here's the thing, okay, so you have the original videos, which are just, like, light-hearted, but not really, like, it's just, oh... They're still creepy. Yeah, it is creepy, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, I get it. Like, kids, literally kids, you know, go onto YouTube. They're like, maybe like, I don't know, six or seven, just mm. learning how to use their, uh, how to use their hands, I guess. <laughs> and they see Elsa and, you know, whatever. And they're like, ooh, I'm watching this thing. And me, that's, that's, oh man, I've always wanted to see the Ice Queen and Spider-Man go on an adventure together. With the Joker trying to beat them, I guess, like, you know, because it's, it's kind of like when you first discovered um, fan fiction. You know, this is kind of like their first, this is like my first fan fiction, you know? Like, oh, these characters that aren't a part of the same property, look at them doing things together. But of course, it's like really cheap because, you know, they ain't got the same budget, you know? And it's just I- ki- kids clicking through this shit. And now that's bad enough on its own, but it's like, it's harmless, you know? Like, it seems weird that the videos are so long. And there doesn't seem to really be, like, a punchline or anything. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, there's really no quality control on YouTube, is there? Like, th- like, not even for yourself. Like, you don't even go, like, let's at least have, like, a point to this. But it's just like, no, they're just, ooh, tee-hee, they're doing a little adventure. And they're not talking, but boo-hoo-hoo, and kiddy-kiddy. But it's just like, all right, this is for fucking babies, but whatever the fuck. It's not hurting anybody. But where it gets kind of fucked up is, like, the people... Doing the same thing, but like, oh, uh, Spider-Man eats poop from Hulk's ass, but they try to make it look the same as those videos. Yeah, that's, that's where YouTube kind of has to, 
has to step in. Yeah, I mean, like... I- I'm not for, like, censorship per se, but there needs to be some type of control where at least those videos need to at least be maybe age-restricted, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Because, or at least put something in the title that lets you know, hey, this isn't the same wholesome shit you've seen before because, A, that's really shitty because you're possibly exposing really young kids to shit they don't need to be seeing, but at the same time, you're also taking advantage of these kids who don't know any better and exploiting them for views, which is just fucking cheap. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, okay... Uh, the people who are making the, the normal version of these... Normal. The original I was just going to say as normal as they can be, yeah. <laughs> the original version, yeah, they're exploiting it too. But at least it's not in a way that's like, you know, harming anyone. But for right. these people to do this, it's like... If it's parody, it's not good parody. That's just first of all. I don't know how you would parody something that weird to begin with. But secondly, the point is, this is something that's literally for babies... And you're using the format that these same babies are accessing mm. to do a gross version of that. You know, like, all right, at least with something like, I don't know, Robot Chicken, they have the rating there. It comes on late at night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they'll have Teletubbies jokes, but they're not putting it on at, you know, 3 p.m. Uh, you know what I mean? During the uh, Cartoon Network block. And, you know, I- I'm not... Like, wagging my finger, like, oh, shame on you. Think of the children. But at the same time, it's just like, why would you do that? Like, that's kind of, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, why are you doing this? Like, this doesn't feel kind of weird to you. It doesn't feel kind of like, why why would you not yourself back away from something like that, you know? What I think is the weirdest part is that now that Disney owns Marvel they could possibly make an official Elsa (laughs) Spider-Man crossover and then just, like, sue the fuck out of anybody that's trying to do something similar and just shut that shit down. (laughs) It's odd that kids now are growing up with YouTube already there. (laughs) You know, like... I, I didn't yeah. know what YouTube was until well, I was in college. Like, YouTube used to be the interruption of what is normally happening. Now it is the norm. That's a weird feeling. <laughs> yeah, like, when I was growing up, it was, all right, I'm watching Nickelodeon. And actually, you know what? For me, I think that was about it. I think that's really all I watched when I was a kid was Nickelodeon. It was like, okay, this is all I got. These same dozen shows on the same schedule Every day, this is what I know. Now it's, hey, whatever the fuck you want to see, just <laughs> look it up at any time. And I know I sound like a fucking like old fogey here, like, oh, this technology, but it is weird, dude. Like, I can't fathom what that's like. So when I posted um, the uh, Worst Songs of 2016, and I was like, hey, guys, let me know what you thought were the worst songs of the year. And a lot of people were like, oh, man, you didn't talk about Juju on the beat. And I'm like, what the fuck is Juju on the beat? And I was like, oh, it's like the big thing. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And I listened to it and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Have you heard Juju on the beat? Yeah, I put it in my worst of list. Oh, OK. I don't I don't understand 
how that completely flew under my radar. How did you hear it? Okay, well, the reason how I heard it was just like randomly I heard someone like talking about it. Uh, Actually, I think I saw it in Todd's video. That was how I heard about it. And I was like, the fuck is this? And I'd randomly hear it. And then like I saw like uh, when I was on vacation, like my niece heard it uh, like we were out bowling and my niece heard it and she started doing the dance. I was like, what is that? Wait, wait, do the juju on the feet dance. And she's just doing it like it's no thing, you know? And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what is this thing? Like, and it's so weird. And it's just like, I, I don't even know if I'm expressing how I'm feeling right, but it's just that feeling of like the, the, the this current of something happening just going right underneath you. <laughs> like, it's me like, and then just looking down at me like, wait, what was that? <laughs> you were sitting there like the executive in the fucking, um, in the Crank That Soldier Boy video. <laughs> when the two kids are like, you, you, and you're like, what is that, Dad? <laughs> We're cranking that soldier boy. Soldier boy, huh? <laughs> Juju no. on the beat, eh? <laughs> Crazy old Maurice. Hmm? No. <laughs> like, oh, you're just now catching on when it's fucking dead. It's already yeah. over. But now it's like, oh, now I'm just finally now on the Juju train. But ah, it's too late. No, but I, I just find it funny, and like I said, like I, I'm okay with my niece listening to it because this is like s- seven, eight. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't oh, have yeah. bad language in it. Yeah, you know, you and you have no idea what the fuck they're talking about anyway. <laughs> like, you really remember, can't tell, no. Yeah, no. I remember listening to the songs back in the day, and like literally, I, 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 I'm still young enough. Where I can remember what it sounded like when, you know, your voice, I mean, uh, you know, you're still developing the understanding of certain words. Mm. And, you know, like the, the way artists talk on songs a lot of the time is that, you know, they say stuff colloquially, you know, the way you'd normally say it. So they're not spacing it out so that you hear it. So a lot of times words will just run together and you don't really know what they're saying, you know. So oh, yeah. You, you like it. It's catchy. And you're just repeating how the sound sounded. You don't really know what they're saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I, and so, like, I'm cool with kids going through that. I'm like, yeah, if you're a kid, I actually said that in the video. Like, if you're a little kid, like, that's fine. I don't care. But, like, if you're, like, you know, 14 or 15, like, nah, you shouldn't be listening to this. You shouldn't be watching these goddamn videos. The fuck is this shit, you know? Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the fucking Super Oh, my God. The mother fucking Super Bowl. Yo, how the fuck? <laughs> how in the absolute fuck is this shit like wrestling? Where like shit is like planned out? Cause that was something out of a fucking plot line. Where it's like, oh man, they're losing 20 to nothing by the halftime. What's going on? Excuse me, 25 to nothing by the halftime. Mm-hmm. What's going on, man? Atlanta's about to take it home. And then, out of butt fucking nowhere, just like, they get like, what, what was it? 20 something unanswered points? How? How the fuck does that happen? What's going on? <laughs> like, yo! I, I don't understand. <laughs> I am fucking baffled. Speaking of wrestling, uh, before we go on, I want to send you this. Uh, Xavier Woods and uh, Kofi of New Day 
uh, were watching the Super Bowl on a live stream. It, it, like, you just saw them. You obviously didn't see the game. Uh, for most of the game, they were playing a beta demo of uh, Injustice 2. I think that was their, like, halftime show, which we'll get to the halftime show here in a second. But uh, the video I'm sending you is just uh, Kofi's and Xavier's reaction to the ending of the game. Nice! Yes! No, no, no! Yes! That's a tusk! Don't! That's a tusk now! Yeah! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes! 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 <laughs> that really is the look. That really is the look that your team, when your team loses. You don't get like angry. You don't go like, ah! You just, you just have that moment. It's just like, you just, just numbness. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cold wash over you. <laughs> See, I watched precisely 15 minutes of, of the Super Bowl, and those were the halftime show. I didn't watch the rest of the game. Um,. I, but, I got invested. I was like, I was yeah. like, you know what? Yeah, that Tom Brady guy, or that's his name, right? Yep. Yeah, he's he's won too many times, and there was something about him cheating. So you know, fuck it, I'm I'm going for the for the Falcons. You don't go for the underdog, you know. And then you gotta get sucked into it after a while, and then you're just like. You know, when you see him winning, and you're like, oh my god, it's incredible, this is so cool, the, the fucking, uh, 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 can it be, are the legends true, can this team rise to glory, oh, no. Oh, no. It's <laughs> like the last 15 minutes, just like, Whoa. As for the, uh, as for the halftime. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and, and, and we can open this to discussion. In my humble opinion, the Lady Gaga halftime show was the best halftime show I've seen in my life. Hmm. It is my hands-down favorite. Um, seeing Beyonce do Formation last year was phenomenal. It was cheapened by fucking Coldplay. Yeah, like, I was about like, to say, like, we also had to do a Coldplay. Coldplay and fucking Bruno Mars. Yeah. If it were just her doing songs from Lemonade, that'd be a different story. Because before that, it was Beyonce doing mostly, like, Destiny's Child stuff and a few of her later stuff, and I'm not as big on her pre-Lemonade singles, really. Like, like I know <laughs> she did Halo and, like, all those other ones. I'm like, they're all right, but... It, it it didn't touch the uh, the formation performance, and I know a lot of people talk about the Prince performance, uh, be, being one of the best ones. Oh yeah. And I gotta say that if I if that got my undivided attention, I'd probably would have liked that a lot more. Story with that is I was working at Circuit City the night that the Super Bowl was on, in a dead empty store. No one is shopping for fucking retail electronics on the night of the Super Bowl. I don't even know why the fuck we were open, but I was in, like, the music department because that's where I was. I sold CDs and DVDs, and I just looked over, like, halfway across the store and was watching the Super Bowl halftime show <laughs> for, on, like, a TV in the TV section, and I just saw him playing Purple Rain in the rain, and I was like, man, this is really awesome. But, like, I didn't catch the whole thing, so that's as much as I saw. But I wanted to know um, what your opinions on the halftime show were. 
Well, I, yeah, I, I agree that it was also phenomenal. I love, I mean, just being a singer as well and like listening to her control her voice. Like people are saying, you know, oh, she's off and, you know, it's not perfect. It's like, yeah, but, you know, there's a difference between like standing and singing and like having to move the fuck around and sing. She she didn't she never stopped moving. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, for what that was, like, that's she's still pretty on point. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, a hell of a lot better than most would be, you know? So yeah. I was like, yeah, I gotta give her respect for that one. Um especially when she came down <laughs> and she was above the fucking uh, thing with the with the thing on it and they lifted her up again and she flipped over and was still singing. I was like, oh shit. Like still as strong, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, yeah. I gotta respect the shit out of that. And then when she jumped off at the end and caught the football, dude, that could have gone wrong so many ways. <laughs> Yeah, like, I know, like, everything else I'm sure was practiced a lot, you know, the the flip on the wires, the jumping from the top of the fucking arena, all that shit, that was probably the one where she was sweating the most. Yeah, like... If I don't catch this fucking ball, it's a wrap. The internet would just shut my career down. (laughs) Dude, it it would be the collage of the Beyonce faces that she wanted off the internet. (laughs) That's all we would see is gifs of her missing the fucking ball. (laughs) Getting smacked in the face. Ah, yeah. Just imagine. It is like after all that, after all that performance too, working so hard, thirty minutes straight, boom, 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 and then the end. Oh, <laughs> see, it's one of those things she didn't even need to do. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I even thought it was a little goofy. Like after all of that, to just jump off a thing and catch a football, I was like, what? <laughs> that's kind of dumb. Like it wasn't even really necessary. It was hardly yeah. an exclamation there point. Was it was no like an ellipsis or anything to that. Yeah. No, it was like, she didn't have to, but that she, you know, was able to do it was like, nah, okay. But I would have been fine if it just ended with her fucking, like, standing still, panting, you know, with the whole thing behind her, and, yeah. like, that would have been fine. I would have accepted that, but... You, you know what's funny? Um, so, of course, people are going like, oh, don't make it political like Beyonce. Don't make it political. Don't make it pol-. First of all, like I said, that song is barely even political like that. Like, motherfuckers were reaching last year with that fucking uh, lemonade joint. That was the one thing I heard uh, the next day on the radio because, I mean, even right after the halftime performance, the, uh, the, the like, Hall of Famers, uh, like, all-star commentary yeah. team were like, you know, that was a really aerobic show. Like, th- like, that's all they had to say was like, man, that was really aerobic, which is almost like a nice way of saying... I don't really care for Lady Gaga. I don't really care for her songs. I couldn't have really cared less for how she performed. But those fucking flips, I can appreciate those flips. And the next day on the radio, I was flipping through the stations and I flipped past a, uh, a country station. And I heard them say Gaga real quick. So I stopped and I turned back. I was like, okay, I'm going to want to hear. I have to hear what this fucking country radio station had to say about the halftime show. And they used the exact same word. They were like, so aerobic. And they talked it up and talked it up. And they were like, hey, you know, people are saying it's the best of all time. And they're like, well, I don't know if it was the best of all time, but it was definitely a good show. And one of the guys had to go, hey, you know, there weren't any digs at the police. There hardly were any digs at the police last year. You know what the funny thing is? She said nothing about police. She said nothing. She wore uniforms that were similar to the Black Power. It's not like she stopped in the middle of the performance. And now I'd like to read a, a, read a page from fucking H. Rat Brown and Martin Luther and uh, Malcolm X. No! 
I love how people take um please stop shooting us as an anti-police stance. But so the thing is wanting you, to live. You can only get that if you not from listening to the song, she mentions nothing about police in the song. Right. You can only get that from watching the video that eventually came out for in the song. Like, it's not even directly in the fucking, you know, thing. I think we talked about this before. But the funny thing to me is that people said, oh, yeah, Lady Gaga wasn't being political. Yeah, she decided to not make it political. It's like, the funny thing is, her performance was political as fuck when you think about it. Yeah. Beyonce's performance was subtext. Right. The, the 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 nod to the Black Panthers that's subtext. If you're a nine year old watching, doesn't get that. You know what I mean? Someone who's completely out of the know of the Black Panthers and just sees people wearing black as people wearing black, they don't get that. Lady Gaga literally had in her song. She's saying, "Hey, it's okay if you're transsexual, bisexual, uh, whatever sexual, be whoever you want to be." Imagine that ten years ago, at, at, at the, when fucking Kid Rock was doing the show. You think that shit would have been allowed? See, you know, it's it's funny that that you mentioned Kid Rock because um, as I was looking, I was looking at all the old halftime shows, trying to remember like who all did it and how like for the first ten to like fifteen to twenty years, it was nothing but like marching bands for the most part. They didn't matter until fucking Michael Jackson did it. Yeah, M- Michael Jackson was in '93. New Kids on the Block did it in 91, and that was honestly the first time in Super Bowl history that they got, like, a relevant, (laughs) at the time, like, super popular artist to perform. Because before that, they got, like, Ella Fitzgerald to do it one year, and that's great, but in the 80s, it's like, eh, what? In 87, they had Mickey Rooney. Like, what? Like, yeah, big name, (laughs) sure, but not in the context of the time. 91 when he got New Kids on the Block, 93 when he got Michael Jackson, who, by the way, first song he performed at the Super Bowl halftime show, Jam. Nice. It ain't too much stuff. Dude, that song is way fucking more political than the goddamn uh, uh, Formation song. Dude, he does Jam, Black or White, and Heal the World. <laughs> political as fuck, dude. But yeah, then you fast forward, you fast forward, and then you get to the year Kid Rock was on there. I completely forgot that Kid Rock and Diddy were even part of the show that Justin Timberlake ripped that thing off uh, Janet Jackson's chest. I completely forgot who else was even there because that's the only moment anyone ever talks about. Yeah. Anything preceding that... You know, fuck it. And I was just talking to Molly earlier, and I, we may have talked about this, but I just find it baffling that that somehow killed Janet Jackson's career, but not Timberlake's, and he's the one that ripped it off. I mean, let's just call that what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, that, okay. That's fucking old-fashioned <laughs> sexism just at work, man. Uh, racism, sexism, um, this kid's going places, Janet just performed a song from, like, 1989, her career is pretty much one foot in the grave anyway. Yeah, like, you wanna throw ageism in there as well? Sure, (laughs) let's fucking do it. If she was younger, I don't think anyone really, really cared, but it's like, oh, it's an aging black female star, oh no, let's not, let's completely ignore the fucking Aryan poster child Justin Timberlake here for a second. Well, yeah, like, the funny thing about it is that it's just, like, 
It's not like she ripped it off. Like, if you hear people talk about it, you think she fucking just ripped open her tits and just decided to start shaking them. No! <laughs> he ripped it off, and she immediately covered herself. I think the very next year was, like, Paul McCartney. <laughs> and then after that was, like, the Rolling Stones. Like, they dialed it back, like, substantially. And, dude, if you look on Wikipedia, it tells you how many, like, what songs they performed. If you look at Prince's, and if you look at Lady Gaga's, and look at how many songs they performed, compared to Paul McCartney, who did four songs, all of which dated either, like, 80s or prior, three of them were Beatles songs, one of them was a theme to a James Bond movie, (laughs) Rolling Stones did three songs, two of which were from the fucking 60s, then you got The Who in there... Um, Prince is considerably more controversial than the others, but still, he's a little, he's a little older, he's a bit more of a throwback. It wasn't until they brought in, like, Bruno, where they, like, alright, let's take a chance on a modern artist again and hope they don't fucking throw us under the bus. But when Beyonce was out there doing her, uh, formation thing, in addition to wearing uh, the outfit and the costume and, and the, the black beret and everything, and, oh, she's looking like a member, you know, the, all that. They also got in an X formation, which people were like, oh, that's a reference to Malcolm X. Like, I wouldn't have guessed yeah, that. I literally did not think that. Because when people do a formation thing, they usually go in, like, an X or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure fucking Up With People and the marching bands that performed in the 70s did that same shit and no one said anything. Yeah, so I was just like, what the fuck are you... Yeah. But, here's, once again... Here's a question, though. When Lady Gaga was performing and she did Telephone, how much... <laughs> so fucking bad. So fucking bad. I want her to come out. <laughs> Molly and I both, our eyes teared up a little bit because we were like, oh my god. What if fucking Beyonce just storms out and fucking <laughs> does her guest verse from Telephone? And... I joked that, like, right after that, they went into, like, Just Dance, which was, like, one of her first singles. And if she was just like, it's gonna be okay, Just Dance, and Beyonce just burst in, the way you blow it, and she just did her verse anyway. <laughs> like, way after people had already forgotten about that whole thing. <laughs> oh, that should be hilarious. No, but uh, my thing about it is, is... What's funny to me is that, like I said, you know, and, and, you know, someone was commenting to me. They were like, oh, who cares about the fact that she said transsexual on, like, you know, uh, uh, TV where families are watching and shit like that. It's like, here's the thing. That started, uh, the idea of someone being transsexual and not being, like, something that you find on late night television or something like that. That just started being accepted, like last year yeah i i think up and up until last year no one ever like uttered the word transgender or or talked about gender identity or anything like that so most of it yeah was just kind of like hush hush especially not on tv especially not during the fucking super bowl yeah with the most americans and you know trying to get the wholesome audience watching that you could possibly have You know what I mean? So for her to go on there and be like, hey, your sexuality, the people that you have, it is fine for you to have sex with whoever you want to have sex with. That's kind of fucking amazing for that to be for for that to be on uh, on a stage like that, like that in and of itself. But the funny thing is, Beyonce wears 
something that looks kind of like this group from 60 years ago. What the hell? How could you possibly be politicizing? Da, da, da. Lady Gaga literally says, you can have sex with whoever you want. Remember that thing that we've been taboo about for basically all of our society? Yeah, fuck whoever the fuck you want. No one thinks it's political. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Two things were, were promoted for a Lady Gaga show leading up to it. One, that it was going to be the most inclusive halftime show ever, which I think pretty much the, the payoff there were the backup dancers, that the backup dancers were extremely uh, oh, yeah, diverse. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true as well. And the other thing were the drones. The hundreds and hundreds of lit up colored drones that were behind her that were like red, white, and blue in the night sky. I, mean, I didn't even know that they were drones until the, the, someone told me later. It was, I posted on Twitter, one of the creepiest and coolest things I'd ever seen. Because <laughs> just to think like, oh my God, it's all just like whirring, moving things in the fucking night sky doing that shit. And, but I thought it was cheap that afterwards it like, they formed the Intel logo and then spelt out Pepsi. Yeah, I was just like, uh, how is this part of the show? <laughs> but see, it reminded me though, Lady Gaga and Intel, that halftime show made up for that bullshit David Bowie tribute oh. that Gaga did like last year that Intel sponsored and the show was less a tribute to Bowie and more let's show off crazy Intel technology. There weren't a lot of funny commercials. Uh, advertisers got real fucking serious this year. <laughs> they kind of had to. They didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, um, right, I only I think, saw a few I think of them. we need to not have stupid humor <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I only saw a handful of them, and all of them seemed uh, a reflection of the climate of what's going on in the country right now to, uh, in one way or another. Like, honestly, I could see, I could see in, like, 50 years, people watching, like, Super, uh, Super Bowl commercials of 2017 and, like, analyzing what they mean in the context of, like, you know, the zeitgeist of the culture of the time or whatever the fuck, you know? Like, can you not see that? Like, oh, yeah. why were these commercials like this last year, but these commercials were different? Well, what was going on during that time was that, you know, we yeah. elected a, the fucking goddamn devil. <laughs> I think it's weird that we didn't get a remake of the 1984... Apple commercial. <laughs> can I say? Can I say? Earlier today, I saw fucking Little D. Uh, uh, what did he say? He said something about like uh, all these hate, all these. Uh, what the fuck did he say? Anybody who puts out a negative poll about me, they're not telling the truth. Anytime anyone oh, says yeah. anything negative about me, it's not the truth. They're haters that uh, don't want me to succeed or whatever. I'm like. Did the fucking president of these goddamn United States just use hater as a deflection? Like, yeah. wow. Like, can we officially declare the word hater dead as a way to, like, deflect criticism? 
Can we kill oh, this shit now? Because the fucking seventy-year-old, like, out of touch white guy on Twitter <laughs> just tried to use hater. Like, no, this shit is officially dead. This shit is not cool anymore. Like, call everyone up that's cool and say, "Yo, you can't use hater anymore. You gotta use something else." <laughs> he's, he's he ruins words one by one, like. Uh, I can't say the words tremendous or disaster or without... huge or sad. <laughs> yeah, all of them now. All just kind of like go back to the same thing. Like I can't see anyone walking down the street with a red baseball cap without wondering, <laughs> oh, is that one? A... Okay, it's not. All right. <laughs> I had that exact same feeling. Like I just like you just analyze it just a second longer. Like wait, is that? <laughs> Do I have to be aware of what's going on right now? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, mm, okay. He's but really, at this point, you gotta have enough sense just to not fucking wear one at all. He's literally ruined red caps for everybody. Fucking Lip Biscuit can't perform anymore. No, no, no. He, so, certainly not Nookie, where the whole music video was like all, all the women like dressing like him, all wearing red caps. <laughs> Look, turn that fucking baseball cap forward. I wanna see what's on that shit. <laughs> and what's weird now is there's so many parody hats. Yeah, yeah. So that, even that then you, you gotta know, take unless that extra you get right up on it. Yeah, even then you gotta take that extra second and be like, oh, okay, alright, it's a joke. Okay, alright. <laughs> this review uh, was requested by Darian Doster. Uh, this is Wu Tang Clan's first album, Into the 36 Chambers. And uh, it, this guy was like, hey, I love hearing you guys talk Wu Tang. And I was like, alright, well, how about we do the first album? Uh, and so. Yeah, let's talk about Wu-Tang. Fucking Wu-Tang Clan Into the 36 Chambers, the first album by this incredible group that inspired me my whole life. Let me try to review it objectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was, uh... I thought it was a very interesting request because it's a very old album. Uh, most people regard mm -hmm. it as a classic. And, uh... Yeah, it's an odd one to touch because it's almost like... It's almost like a greatest hits album in itself because every song is well known. Like almost every song is extremely memorable and standouts on its own. And then you look at it, it's like, wow, these are all on the same fucking album. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like, yeah, this is like the best of. This is one shot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's almost like this is the one you need to hear. Not to say the other ones aren't, aren't good, but like, you gotta hear this one. And uh, yeah. it, it's, it, it's a display of everyone's talents. It does very well. Um, I'm just going to say this. Kicks the absolute shit out of uh, Straight Outta Compton. Yes. It <laughs> like, I didn't even think about like, that. <laughs> just think about it in that way. Because you got... Both albums are... This is not even, not even five years not later. Not even five years later. Both albums are by rap collectives. You got five or more people in, in both. Like, they all take turns. They're all doing their own verses. Each person needs to display their abilities and what they bring to the table. And so much of Straight Outta Compton is just like, all right, uh-huh, same fucking thing. But everyone is different uh, on uh, Enter the Wu-Tang, everyone brings something different. And it's it, it talks about different shit, and it's just like, there's so much more skill presented, which, I mean, that, that almost kind of goes without saying. It's not just a better album, it's just a better overall product. Listening to this 
I, I kind of got it with New Year's a little bit because there were so many lyrics that I had, like, like, like I said, you know, I listened to it when I was younger and like, you know, there's some words you don't catch, especially with the way they talk. They use certain mm. slang. They mess up certain words. And so it just kind of like, but it's kind of genius the way, the way they do it. I mean, it's not on purpose, but it's just so cool how it's like no one had ever gotten so raw and real with how people from, you know, this city uh, this city talk, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's shit that's so cool. Like, Jizza uh, has a lyric, he's like, yeah, you slip up and get fucked like Suzette. I'm like, who the fuck is Suzette? <laughs> like, it's just, like, they talk so specifically about things that are, that are involving, like, who they are and how they grew up. And it's just like, there is a way that this could be done where it could have just been completely alienating, but it's done in a way that makes you fascinated. Like, you're like, what? Where are these guys from? What are they talking about? You know, like it's it's in a way that's like intriguing. You know, it's like it's like you know how when you have sci-fi movies and there's always the character that that doesn't know what's going on and and you know what I mean? Like like Fry, there's the character like I don't know what it's like in the yeah. year three thousand, and it, you know, so they have to introduce all these ideas to them. It's it's like that, but no one is introducing these ideas to you. They just come at you, and if you fucking pick them up, you do. If you don't, fuck yourself. It really is a weird <laughs> snapshot. Yeah, of a, a, a very specific time and place. And so you get, and, and the thing about it is, it's not only they have such varied voices, they have such varied, like, styles. Mm. Like, old dirty bastard, when he comes uh. in, and he's like, uh, what, what does he say? He says, uh, Burmy, I get into shit, I let it up like diarrhea. Got burned once, but that was only gonorrhea. <laughs> No one else in that group was ever going to say a lyric like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got burned once. Eh, that was on the gonorrhea. Anyway, <laughs> like, whoa. So much of this album is so incredibly different. And it's, especially for its time, it, it's, it's groundbreaking. And inter- it introduces some things that have kind of become staples but um like 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 sampling movies sampling movies like, i know to an extent chip uh the uh, fushnikins did that but wu-tang did it on a much larger scale and made it part of their yeah. identity yeah um it, it's funny that you say fushnikins because I, I i'm gonna get to that in a minute uh i think what's so, great is if when you watch uh-oh. the music videos too because i made it a point to try yeah. to watch some of those before we got recording that gangster <laughs> rap at the time it's all about, you know, people waving guns around, looking hard. In these fucking videos, they're running around with swords. <laughs> yeah! Like, wow. Like, it brings it to a whole new level of, like, yeah, they'll still fuck you up. They might not necessarily need guns to do it. They'll just fucking cut you. <laughs> they bring a fucking scimitar. <laughs> it, it looks, it looks kind of goofy in hindsight, because... They're running yeah. around with swords, but I can only imagine how absolutely terrifying this had to have been. <laughs> At the time, you see all these destroyed, dilapidated buildings, these guys completely faces covered, carrying swords, talking about PLO style, like, holy shit! Hearing hearing samples about how, like, you must take the sword, and, you know, like, <laughs> the sword style is the most deadliest style, like, holy shit, like, no, imagine someone never having heard this before, like, never knowing what this was, just turning on the box channel or whatever, and seeing this for the first time, these guys literally look like superheroes, or like martial arts, like, villains, 
You know, like it's kind of crazy looking back at and, it. And uh, I was just gonna say, in, in some of the earlier videos before they got before the production value like went up considerably. Like, if you watch <laughs> music videos for um, shit, which which song was it? Um, Can it all be so simple? Oh the yeah. The production yeah. value on that is fucking great. It looks like a really like well produced video. But then when you go back to the videos like uh, Bring the Ruckus and uh, Protect Your Neck, it's very like homemade looking it's all black and white and they're just like it's just a group of dudes in a circle (laughs) and like i could imagine people just being like this is one of the coolest and scariest things like it's just a bunch of dudes just in a fucking circle they don't know where they are like they're just decked out (laughs) like they're just fucking screaming at you about how they're gonna kill you like it was horrorcore before horrorcore kind of became a thing yeah like Like, gangster rap was all about, like, yeah, yeah, like, if we find you, we'll fuck you up or whatever, but, like, there was such an, it was such more seriousness on the Wu-Tang album, where it was like, nah, these, these guys might actually do it. And there's considerably more of them than there are members of NWA, there's almost twice as many. Yeah, like, you might have a whole fucking neighborhood block beat your ass. There was one of the videos, it might have been Protect Your Neck. Where I honestly, I was looking at all these people, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't make out all their faces because, like, it's such a fucking, like, dark and gritty video that I can't really tell. But, like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, are all these dudes members of Wu-Tang? Or I was like, <laughs> did they bring their friends? Well, and it's funny, because, like, there's one song, uh, The Clan in the Front, mm. where, like, they go, like, you know, uh, they start mentioning people that, like, you know, the, 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 uh, wait, hold on, hold on, let me get <laughs> Cause like you know you're thinking oh yeah Wu Tang Clan it's like these eight or nine guys right yeah. like yeah and then he starts fucking talking about dude fucking Wu Tang Killer Bees on the swarm the Rizzo the Jizzo the, the oh yeah I know those guys uh Power Cipher twelve o'clock sixty second Assassins fourth Disciple the Brown Hornet like, wait a minute who the fuck are these people <laughs> you can't tell if they're fucking like aliases or yeah it's like a bees it, uh pardon the pun but like the B team. Yeah, the, <laughs> the true master, Shaolin soldiers, Daddy O and Papa Ron. <laughs> it's like, who, and then the motherfuckers, and then the Wu Tang Clan and nothing to fuck with song. They're like, motherfuckers out in Texas. <laughs> it's like, how many goddamn people in this fucking group? You it's know, a fucking so, franchise. They have different, um, like, uh, what's the word? Like different facilities set up. It's a fucking franchise. Oh, we 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 got the Wu Tang West Coast. We got the Wu Tang East Coast. No matter where you go, there's fucking Wu Tang everywhere. It's like, has it always been like this? Has there been the Wu Tang I just didn't know it till now. This is no. only the first album. How are you so well established? <laughs> no, but um, but you know, it, it's crazy how 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 they were able to create a mood with the music and the mm. words. The music especially. Like, I, I've actually read the Wu-Tang, uh, the, the uh, like, I've I read like two or three books about Wu-Tang, actually. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and they talk about how they created it, and it's just like, it's fucking glorious when you hear about it, but just listening to it again and just hearing it, like, with headphones now, like, with better headphones and just hearing all the little things that they did. Like, uh, just for example, like, Bring the Ruckus with the little CD skip that happens, which was originally an accident. Oh! That's so fucking cool! And how they made that a part of the beat, and just how hard the fucking... Like... 
Music at that time had, of course, still had the the the, the drums that sounded like they were kind of dusty and like they were from like these old samples. But man, the way they made them work here is just something that's on another goddamn level. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, even though Shame on a Nigga oddly sounds like the most polished of all of the records, but it still has old dirty bastard who sound like who gets two verses and he's just saying all this weird out of the, out of the nowhere shit. Oddly enough, can I just say this? Method Man, sometimes, like, you know, listening to this album, I wanted to ask you who your favorite members were, right? Uh-huh. And for me, Method Man seems to oscillate between being the best and the worst member of the group. Dude, honestly, I was going to say my least favorite song in the album is fucking Method Man. Uh, yes, that was exactly what I was going to get to, right? It is so weak. <laughs> and, I mean, it is mostly just him for the most part. <laughs> but it's just all these, like, silly... Bad, like, not even puns. He just, it's literally like family guy rap. Like, like, all right, <laughs> going back to the Fushnickens, you know how they would just reference shit and, but it was coming at you so fast that it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is insanity. You know what I mean? But with him, he's not as quick and it, yeah. it's not as like incredible or amazing. So it just feels like, like I'm able to think about it, you know what I mean? And so it's just, or like DOS effects, like they were doing it so quick that it was just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But with him, it's it's not as fantastic, it's not as crazy out of this world flipping acrobatics. So like you're able to think about it for that one second longer. You're just like, wait, why the fuck did he just say, uh, uh what was that? Ooh, Hachika, tell me how you like it so far, baby. Pa, like what? Why did he say that? You be you be ya, you be yeah, you be yo, like what? Why, why are you saying that? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why are you using the method of love reference? Like, it, it's not clever, and it's not for a purpose. It's not like he's using a play on words. It's just, literally, I just referenced this thing. Like, I be Sam, I, I be Sam, Sam I am, and I don't eat green eggs and ham. Like, what? Why'd you say that? What does that mean? <laughs> there were a few instances of that throughout the album but yeah they were pretty prevalent in method man yeah like this is the one this is yeah i rated this one the least the the lowest because it's just like what the fuck is he talking about what is he doing and and like this is like wu-tang clan for for kids like you know like oh you you know that wordplay and flipping of the tongue that they were doing on bring the ruckus and all that shit well that could be a little cerebral and a little like too like you know, intricate for you guys. So here's the thing. It's doing that same thing, but with, like, things you know, you know? <laughs> like, and and to me, it kind of puts that torture skit at the beginning in perspective. Because now it kind of sounds like they put that in there to be like, but, you know, we're still hardcore, you know? <laughs> and even then, it's fucking silly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now my um my favorites if I had to pick two my favorites would probably be Ghostface and Old Dirty my favorites would be Ma- mainly because they stand out the most yeah that's true that's true fucking Ghostface even you look at here like he's saying some outlandish shit <laughs> like- he brings such a fucking intensity like he's just he's, he's pre- basically screaming all his lyrics <laughs> like this guy was meant to be the, a goddamn star. How the fuck can you imagine a world in which the RZA did not want to put all of this together and this man would have been lost to us? So so who are your two favorites overall? My two favorites probably Ghostface Killer 
and the genius. They were mm. like the most perfect ones. They were the ones with the least follow-ups. I'd say Raekwon is interesting at times, but I feel like a lot of times he like almost doesn't rhyme, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's that where he's just like, it's not like a strictly connected flow. It's just you have to listen to it and be like, wait, did that? Uh, oh, uh, okay. Maybe that's his style. I just don't dig it as much. You know what I mean? Um, Mystery of Chess. Uh, okay. I also didn't like Can It All Be So Simple as much. I feel like Wu-Tang Clan never really took over in the way that it was supposed to. No, absolutely not. Uh, like, I remember him talking about uh, reading reading the book and he was saying like, you know, we wanted the Wu-Tang Clan symbol to be like the Mickey Mouse ears of hip-hop. Like, when you think of like childhood movies, you think of Disney. You know, when you think of hip-hop, you think of the Wu-Tang Clan symbol. You know what I mean? Well, and, you know, I mean, to be fair, I don't think there's a hip-hop symbol as recognizable as the Wu-Tang symbol. Yeah, that's true. But did you see the original logo, by the way? N- no. <laughs> Is it bad? The original logo, it's still the Wu-Tang Clan, right? Uh-huh. But it's like, it's like a dead head. Like attached to it. Okay. Like, you see the Wu Tang. Look up the Wu Tang original logo, and it's just like <laughs> the the to the left of it, it, it has like a little hand that's holding like someone's head that's been decapitated. Oh my god! <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that wasn't gonna work, <laughs> dude. That yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> Like, you can imagine, though, they're like, nah, man, it can't just be a bird, man, it's gotta look badass. And someone had to be like, nah, guys, you don't understand. <laughs> like, when I listen to the Wu-Tang Clan, especially their first album, I think of a whole expanded universe. Like, it, it literally brings you to that place where you're like, who are all of these people? I want to know all the intricacies of them. I think of it like a fucking, like a comic book, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, when you go into the world of, like, DC or Marvel, you're never going to be able to read it all, right? But no. you just want to be immersed in that world where you just, just see just a part of it, you know? And I feel like with the Wu-Tang Clan, we saw a part of it, but we never got to see that, how big the world they could be. And I think with better management, maybe that could have happened. Like, it's not like they're not around, they're still around, but it's not really in the same way, you know? Like... Does anyone go to the Wu-Tang Clan, like, website? You know what I mean? The, is there the Wu-Tang headquarters out in New York, you know? Is there the Wu-Tang store you can go to? Is it, is it in, like, fucking Manhattan uh, in Times Square right next to the, um, the, right Disney next to the Disney store? Yeah. You know, like, that's the shit I would love to see. But I feel like at this point, it could never really happen. You know what I mean? Not um, at this point. No, it's, it's way too late. But they are the first group that showed... That hip hop could be on that level. Yeah, I, I, this isn't even being like, oh, old hip hop head. Blah, blah, blah. Look, it's not a perfect album, but oh my god, man! I think everyone should listen to this album at least once. Oh, all the absolutely! Way just hear all of it—the good parts, the bad parts. Just hear who these people are, how they were able to create this world, and that, that's just crazy and insane and and how I was able to expand like you see you see a bit of that expansion with like you know only built for cuban links and mm. and iron man but i just wish it would have kept going like i said it would have been so awesome if the wu-tang clan uh the idea was that like every couple of years new members joined or something like that and, oh yeah like can you imagine uh it being like okay every five years like 
we're going to have a new group of people join the Wu-Tang Clan. And it's like, so like, basically like, you know how like, all right, for the longest time, you know, you saw Young Money, right? Mm. And it was Drake and Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne. It was like the top 10 songs. You would think like, oh man, who are, who are making, making all this music? But it's literally just like one group. You know what I mean? It would be so awesome if it was that was like the Wu-Tang Clan now. It was like, who's releasing all of this great music? Well, technically, they're all affiliated with the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, like Wu-Tang Clan was just like the lifeblood of hip-hop at, at, a, at a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah, fucking Wu-Tang became like hip-hop's NWO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when all of a sudden, like, pe- people would be on stage and they'd all have the fucking, like... Like the the masks on, like on the cover of End of the, End of the Wu Tang, where like you can't see their face, and then it's like, ah, uh, who's the newest member of Wu Tang? We got so and so, and they ripped the mask off. And it's like, wow, <laughs> to where the point where like yeah, like Wu Tang almost becomes its own subsect subgenre of hip hop. Yeah, where it's like, <laughs> like I only listen to Wu Tang. <laughs> but that can mean so much like that could mean like I'm listening to 40 different people but they only they all just happen to fall under the Wu-Tang umbrella yeah that would be really cool yeah but, but uh, uh, like, like basically like par- Parliament Funkadelic you know how it was like yeah. You have, yeah you have Parliament and you have Funkadelic and you have like the groovy people over here and you have the so-and-so group over here like just like a whole world of just funk you know like it's like like how funk became its own genre it basically started from goddamn i mean you know incorporated elements of disco but it basically started with george clinton Mm. (laughs) you know what i mean so you have me wondering you have me curious you said it wasn't a perfect album so overall out of five honest to goodness what would you give wu-tang's Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. If you want me to be as precise as possible, because, you know, usually I round down or up because it's like, all right, you know, some people don't really care about the intricacies of like, you know, <laughs> I understand, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, I would give it a... I would give it a 4.9. <laughs> if you really want me to get precise, like, it comes so close to having the good things outshine the bad but there's just one too many things where it's just like like the method man song like what the fuck is that and you know wow so so method man only costs it point ten points <laughs> well i mean point that, one that and other things i mean you know um, see also, so, someone in the comments what? got on my ass about last week for rating an album point seven five and here you are giving it a point nine they're gonna eat you alive no, it was not just because of the Method Man song. There's also, like, other lyrics and shit like that. Like, Old Dirty Bastard sometimes has lyrics. Hey, I love them. They're crazy. But there's other parts where it's just like, no, seriously, what the fuck did that mean? <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, uh, and also, I, I, I actually have to say, all of the skits on here are perfect. They're just shooting this shit. Uh, they're, uh, talking about the fucking killer tape. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard, like, I never listened extensively to what they were saying, and, uh, like, for the first time, I, uh, you know, had had the lyrics in front of me so I could look at it, you know, <laughs> and it was just like, I never heard that Method Man was apparently, like, fucking stoned out of his gourd, and at the end, he was just like, they're talking about, like, dude, this fucking dude just got killed, are we gonna fucking roll on these motherfuckers or what? Yeah, da, 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 da. and the fucking Method Man's like, 
yo, man, they were probably the dudes that took the tape, man. And then, like, Ghostface Killer's just like, what the fuck he's talking about? The goddamn tape? Shut the fuck up. We're talking about fucking rolling on somebody. That, that, that's probably my favorite skit, though. He was looking like a newborn fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean is he fucking dead? He had all types of crazy fucking blood coming out of him. All types of blood. All types. All like, types imaginable. Like there were different colors and shit. Yeah, dude. He's sitting there like a newborn fucking baby, God. And, and, and then when he goes like, I just love the way Ghostface Killer just like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck your fucking shit. <laughs> if I, I, I never gave it, a, gave it an official rating. Um, I would give it a more conventional four and a half. Mm. Um, but even then, like, I know I've said in the past, I normally reserve fives for, um, uh, like, the album I would buy, like, f- like, three is, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'm gonna be listening to it again. Four means, like, I would definitely fuck with this again. Five means, like, I need to own this. Even though I'm not giving it a five, I've owned a copy of this CD for years. Oh, yeah. And I would absolutely... It's mandatory. It is absolutely mandatory. Because not only is it an amazing standalone album, but like we were talking about earlier, it it almost introduces you to its own subsect. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm a Wu-Tang fan, but now it's like... Uh, like further, like further reading. You got, you got further <laughs> listening. It's like now you got to listen to all the Ghostface albums. Now you got to listen to all the Inspected Deck albums and the Czarface albums. It's like, dude, can I tell it you? It branches right now, out so much. Can I tell you right now? I really do want to just go listen to like all of the fucking Wu Tang Clan albums right now. Just fucking marathon that shit. <laughs> just kick back with some folks. Light a J. <laughs> you know, do do whatever you do. Just kick back, chill. Just fucking listen to the fucking Wu Tang Clan. And this was possibly, quite possibly, the best first album. I think anyone who's never like, well, I mean, the Rizzo and the Jizzo were kind of out before, uh, but <laughs> people don't like to think about that. <laughs> fucking the New Jack Swing song that the Jizzo did. Come do me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great and again like that wouldn't be bad if it wasn't Jizza. yeah oh yeah the fucking genius known as one of the most respected lyricists of all time says the head of Voltron baby come do me <laughs> for the going off podcast uh, thank you so much for checking us out uh, either on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. If this is your first time checking us out, all our old episodes are on iTunes and SoundCloud. So um, go check them out and catch yourself up to date. Leave us a uh, comment on the video or the song if you're listening on SoundCloud. And uh, what else is there to even say? Follow us on social media, I guess. Facebook, Twitter, all that good shit. And um, as for the Going Off podcast, we've been your hosts. Thank you very much for checking us out. I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic telling you that if you have something really embarrassing from your past oh man you make sure you buy all the copies of it and burn it because this shit is hilarious <laughs>